Hi and welcome to today's podcast. Took uh, taking a small break from my daily TikTok videos, which are not very creative, but I'm still trying to get you some content. Like they say, gotta be where they are. Meet the audience. I'm trying to see you on TikTok, so you can follow those if you would like. Um, quick shout out to DJ One Time. There's two massive events that you've probably been to here in the area that I've never attended. Uh, one is Zoo to Do, to do with the zoo. That one in the summertime. And uh, Barefoot at the Beach, benefiting the Boys and Girls Club. And that's this weekend. DJ One Time is going to be out there for that. Probably the very best DJ you'd want to hire for your event. Um, he is a different... Uh, I And I don't... Maybe I'm speaking out of school here, but if I need a club, if I need put in bag, I got, I got A-Dubber Manny. But if I want a wedding or some kind of event like that, DJ One Time is my guy. I think he's doing Alex's wedding. Um, if, you have an, if you have not eaten, you're going to be very hungry or you will be getting hungry listening to today's podcast episode and the guest, Mary Bill You of Cheap Eats and so much more. She is the food expert. At the Blade, she does cheap eats and always offers incredibly delicious-looking recipes. If you're following uh, her stuff in the Blade on the Blade website or the Blade News app, so I also have some questions about something that happened that is connected to her and I here in this community, but back in the springtime that caused a lot of people, shockingly, to take sides and be divided once again. And an Asian restaurant that I tried and then vanished for a minute, but maybe they're coming back. Lots to get to with someone who will be on, I think, monthly, so we can get you all the best places in the area to eat. Mary Billu, my good friend from the Toledo Blade. Where do you want to start? Um, I don't know. It's It's been a while. Tell me how you're doing. Tell me why Faith doesn't have a home. I think that's where we left off last oh. time. So let's start with Faith. Faith, if little, I could take her in, I would take her in. She's just a sweetheart. She is. Uh, I don't know why she doesn't have a home. I guess the last person who had something come up actually did have something come up. And I, I get that. I think people, and I've tried to convey this, and I know I think they're probably doing a fine job over at the Toledo Animal Rescue. I think people are concerned that... Because she's missing an eye, and the one that works doesn't work all that great, there's going to be like a yeah. life of problems, or to manage her as disabled, whatever the word is, as a dog, it's going to be a problem. She's totally fine. Um, right. The drop- and she's got all her other senses, right. you know. Because I mean, we have a cat, Izzy, who only has one eye, and... He's had a couple of infections that we always jump right on with, with drops and make sure that, that he doesn't lose that other eye. But he does beautifully. In fact, you know, he, he'll go running if he sees something and he'll go leaping at the window if, like, the leaves are blowing by or something. And he's, he's, got, he's got to have no depth perception. And he's more graceful than I am. Okay? So, you know, not having full vision is 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 not really an issue to be concerned about. I can understand if there were some risk of further medical treatment that might not be feasible if it gets costly. And that's fair for people to look at that honestly. Yeah, and what I've been told by them over there is, no, she's done. Um, there's no more eye problems. She's just got to be given her drops, kind of like a, mm-hmm. a person. Like, 
since I've had um, LASIK, like I got to do drops to keep my eye from getting dry. Like she needs drops like that. Yeah. I guess they're about 40 bucks a month, which is either. That's not bad. No, it, it's, everything is relative. So for somebody, it might be bad, right. but for somebody else, it might be completely manageable. And other than that, she's a totally normal puppy. And I guess in a weird way, like she doesn't know that she's blind because she was born like that. So mm-hmm. um, there was one video that Michaela over there sent me of her. And if you didn't know that she had the situation that she had, you just wouldn't know because she's acting like a, a completely normal little puppy. So I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. Everybody's always, at least the places I work with, people are usually looking for smaller dogs because they're more, they're, you can have them anywhere. Apartments, there's mm-hmm. no weight limit, there's no breed restriction. So I can't figure it out. And if Andre wasn't such an asshole, I would take her. Yeah. He's possessive. He loves you. He yes, He's jealous. yes. He's a jealous guy. He really, really is. Um, so I don't know. I I keep doing what I can, and you know, yeah. it, it's she's in a fine place right now with Michaela. She lives with Michaela, and Michaela, I guess, is is fine to have her for for now. Um, she might be like one animal over the limit, but Faith is barely one animal because she weighs less than like a gallon of milk, and. <laughs> um, you know, if it's not going to be the right place, like the great thing about the Toledo Animal Rescue is it's different from LC4 and maybe even the Humane Society. Where I get it. They want to get animals uh, out the door. Um, mm-hmm. with, with the rescue, it's a little different. Like they want to make sure it's going to the, the animals going to the to the it's more like it's more like Tinder. Well, no, it's better than <laughs> Tinder. Um, they really want to make the, the match. Has a better future than, than a life on Tinder. Yeah. Yeah. So they want to make sure that, that the animals have the right home. And um, the one that came to my back door a couple months ago, I said, I asked Steve last week, I was like, how's she doing? It's like, we haven't heard a thing. And that's usually a good thing because the, the family has fallen in love with the pet. Right. And everything's working out. Yeah. So there's your uh, your faith update. Okay. Um, well, she's, she's happy. She's loved. But she's not necessarily found her home and her family yet. Yeah. Although you never know how many how many failed adoptions have there been when they're actually already home and we just didn't realize it yet. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't have any concern. Um, I'd rather have her in the completely right home than a place that might have some questions. So I've got, yeah. no, I've got no concerns. I'm just, like everybody else, surprised that no one has scooped her up because people always want puppies. You want little dogs. You want dogs that are dachshunds so there's no breed restrictions. Well, here you go. That's it. They want the little dogs. They want the the designer dogs. Uh, screw people. You know, that... where's the where's the sweetheart with with one one compromised eye? You know, that just that just touches my heart. I mean, that's that's the one that I would take. Screw people in their labradoodles and anything else because they appear to need a lot of grooming and. Uh, Faith does not. My dogs do not. So um, it's funny you bring up designer dogs. Like they all need to be groomed regularly, and when they get trimmed, they look ridiculous. Yeah. Um, a couple of notes here. If uh, weather's supposed to get kind of wild, but maybe not while we're talking. But I might have to mm-hmm. uh, pause us so I can do a traffic report. Um, it's start- you go right ahead. Starting to get a little hairy outside, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the power went out. I don't. Did you lose any power last night or this morning? We didn't. I woke up in the middle of the night with thunderstorms and I saw a posting in my neighborhood on a Facebook page that like one block worth of houses 
was without power. But it's interesting because I went to do a story that's coming up in a few weeks, and I was meeting a group at Mallard Lake out in Swanton at Oak Openings. And in the middle of the night, as I'm waking up to the storms, I'm like, eh, they're not going to have their fishing trip. And at 7 o'clock in the morning, I thought I'd call, I'd leave a voicemail and say, hey, you guys are probably not going to do this, are you? But we checked the weather, and, like, there was this window of clear skies, and so they said, we're going to go ahead and try. So I went out there and met with them, and the sun wasn't, like, beaming, but it was it was fighting. It was It was giving its best against the haze and the fog, and they had a great time fishing. So, yeah. so with any luck... It will hold off until we're done with what we need to do. And, well, selfishly, I'll say it can do whatever it wants after that because I don't have to go anywhere. Anymore. Sure. <laughs> but that's not fair to everybody else in Toledo. Um, let me go backwards for a second and talk, you bring up yeah. Faith. They uh, Toledo Animal Rescue was part of the craft crawl last week, and yeah. they were out at Toledo Spirit. And not that it's planned this way, but I saw Cheap Eats today was at Toledo Spirit's Bellwether, so on and so oh, forth. Oh, we had the best time. Have you been before? Uh, yes, I have, and I've and I've seen them at different events. So I knew that I was I was expecting you know. Top-notch, creative cocktails, amazing food. Chef May Pierce is, oh my God, she's such a, she's a Toledo treasure. Tell me, uh, tell me that I'm a bad Toledoan and I'm a bad amateur foodie and I'm a bad friend for, <laughs> for not having been to Toledo Spirits yet. Well, you know, they've not had an extensive food menu until just recently when they brought Chef May on board. And their, their hours are sort of limited to to evenings. And so if you have a day job and you're involved in, in community projects and things, it can be a little tough to get there. So I'm not going to say you're a bad Toledo because you do so much for this community. Well, thank you. And that's probably one of the reasons you've not been able to get there yet, but you need to make a point of getting there. I know. If I still live downtown, I would be a regular, but it's just a... And so that makes a difference, because you live kind of far away from there. It's a pain in the ass to get there, is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just no easy way for me from where I live. Uh, I had to go back downtown yesterday to pick up the banners I left at the Imagination Station, and oh, I, yeah. I took south from where I live, like uh, the... the airport south that dumps me out on the trail and mm-hmm. south from burn i think i said airport yesterday from burn to uh to the trail is it's like a whole new i mean it is a whole new road it's absolutely beautiful yeah but it is a it is a haul to get downtown but, but you, it's still a long term and toledo spirits is closed on mondays and tuesdays so uh, they they were they were not open for you and and they did not ask you what your schedule was no, before no, you no. went down there so they brought a. Sh- so you need to make a date. I know, I know. Um, I know that I think they only had heavy, which which is the brewery down in the basement. I think they served like yeah. one kind of sandwich if you wanted something. Is that true? Uh, we didn't get down there, and when we were out on the patio, because we got a beautiful day. Like all summer long, we've been wanting to go there, and it's either been ninety-five or a hundred degrees. Or there have been monsoons, or it was a day like today where you get all of the above. Um, and we just, the universe was, was, was watching over us, and we were sitting out on the patio. And I wanted to be sure to talk that up, but they said that you had to go into that downstairs 
facility to get the heavy beers, that they have other beers on the menu at Bellwether, but that was a separate entity and there were logistics. So, um, but go for the cocktails. The cocktail, oh my gosh, the cocktails were so, and it's funny because I watched the video and I hate watching myself on video. I just, uh, I see every, every tick in, in oddity, but um, I had to try to lift the cocktail with my left hand and I'm not left-handed. <laughs> So I, I I looked so so awkward, like I didn't know how to do it. But you know, instinctively, whichever hand is your dominant hand, you go to reach for things with that, and it's just you don't even think about it. And then, and then I had to re- I had to position my fingers with my left hand, and I I was always afraid I was going to spill it on myself. Um, but it I, was so good. It was so good. I've Everything heard, was amazing there. I've heard people rave about the, the drinks for as long as they've been open. So that's why I'm kind of like disappointed at myself. But again, it's not the easiest place for me to get to, but I'm glad other people yeah. are really enjoying it. I've, I've, I've never heard a bad word about the place. Never, 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 never. It, it, it is just so lovely. Um, I did get to on Friday night, Bistro Burger. Oh, is that the... I'm the bad Toledo in because I keep I keep missing them. You know, I I haven't I haven't a chance to um to try them yet, and I hear nothing but good things about them. Yeah, really good. Please tell me you're going to to chime in on that. Um, I had a I had I got the cheesesteak, although they didn't have the amoroso roll, but I didn't ask for it. But the meat was delicious, and it was exactly the <laughs> kind of fries I expect from a food truck. It was really good. It I, I, next time I'll I'll grab the burger, but it it was. It certainly lived up to the beautiful pictures they post on their page. Good, good. Um, have you tried anything new lately? Um, or what's in the hopper for cheap eats down the road? Um, I've got, I've got so many proverbial fires, you know, irons in that fire. Um, because there's people I, I reach out to, and for what one reason or another, the logistics don't work. You know, we don't want to do like like two cocktail bars in a row or two burger trucks in a row. Um, sometimes it just looks like the whole week that we, that we have available where we have to get the taping in is, is going to be rainy. So we tried to do an inside place. And so there's just all these, all these different things going on. I've got a, I've got a couple feelers out and I'm hoping to get one taped next week that we've been trying to get for the, through the summer. How, How's that for a season? Um, We're going to go back to sweet this time if we can go back to where sweets because this this last one was savory so so the next one should be something sweet okay um, and seasonal i don't know if it was with you guys or where i came across it might have been a, a tol thing but lva hone <laughs> oh i've heard of them yeah and I guess they specialize in something. I can't roll my R's, so forgive me. Uh, it's why I kept getting C's in Spanish. But Berea tacos, B I R R I. What is that? I can't. I can't roll my 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 R's either. What? But, um, what? What is that? It is the hot new trend. Absolutely, the hottest new trend. And you know, people think that Toledo is is not a cool place, and and it is because we have all kinds of great food. I'm going to look up the best description for you so that I don't mangle it. This is why I have you on because I say things like Berea and you know exactly what it is. <laughs> Other than you being super awesome. So the so the Berea is the is the stew. And so it's a spiced stew and it and and so the meat is 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 just immersed and infused in this just beautiful spicy almost sauce. 
and then that makes the filling. Okay. I pulled up their page. It also looks like they're not traditional tortillas or taco shells. They look, I, I can't explain it. My my words escape me, but it looks really, really good. Um, and like I, they're, they're, it's like they, they, they dip the shell in yes. in a sauce almost. Yes, like a chalupa, no, a chalupa. Yeah. Oh, my God. It looks like almost black outside, like all of a sudden. Yeah, today's not a good I'm food sorry, truck I was day. Just no, you're fine. So yeah, I want to uh, check into this place. And do you know if is it a food truck or is it a restaurant? Um, I believe they're a food truck. Okay. But um, but the the birria tacos are are increasingly popular. You can find them at a lot of places, a lot of trucks, and a lot of, of restaurants. Okay. Um, sit tight one second. Um, I got it, and you can stay with me. I just got to knock out a quick traffic report. Go right ahead. As the storms move in, the accidents do as well. One on East Manhattan Boulevard, just west of Stickney. Avoid that area if you can. Also, construction spots are beginning to build with volume. That is your Cumulus Toledo right now traffic. Um, I was going to ask you something else about... You did that so nicely. Thank you. So I, I, I nimble over my words when I trip over myself. I, I often do. Beautifully. I often do. You're in the right field. It's just being in a rhythm. There was something else about tacos... I was going to ask you, but I can't remember. So um, I'll move on to something else that I wanted to, to run by you. Um, All right. My engineer here, uh, Josh, my my one of my closest friends. We I yeah. found I found Little Asia from you, and we had we had done a podcast, and I told you I loved it. The noodles were incredible, and then they call- are the noodles amazing. It's unlike any other noodle in the area, and I guess there's something more authentic about it but they were delicious and then they closed but i guess they're reopening soon they're supposed to reopen what's yeah, the story they have there? a little downtime i i don't know all the details about that but i do know that they are planning on reopening okay. and everybody has to go back and you have to get those hand-pulled noodles because they are just amazing they're thick and they're 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 chewy and you can get them in a couple different preparations so you don't have to get the really the, the very spicy Szechuan style ones that we got when we did cheap eats. Although I now you've now you've set a craving off for me because I love those. Um, but but you got to try the handful of noodles. Yeah, anybody who hasn't been there yet has to do it. It's really delicious, and you could miss the place too um, because it's on the corner of Burn and Door. And if I give you directions, it'll mess you up. But it's. Before you would go to Chasers, it's a, it's in that same spot mm-hmm. or right right next to that. So I'm looking forward to them reopening. We do have a lot of good Asian yeah. restaurants here. If you here. come from if you're if you're on door rather than on burn, they have a beautiful I think it's called God of War um, painting. It's bright and colorful. It's very red um, against the white background. So it's much easier to find coming coming along Door Street. I think they also have, I think I got it from them. They have Chinese pancakes, which are, for me, they're oh. they're very hard to find. They really are. Um, can you explain what those are for you somebody? You mean the scallion, the scallion pancakes? Yeah, yeah, I call them Chinese pancakes. I love those things. They are hard to find. Can you? Ex- um, I keep thinking I'm going to make them someday, and I never do. Can you explain what they are? So they're very simple. It's um, it's almost like a like a dough that you roll and you sprinkle the scallions in, but then you you fold and you re-roll. And you do this a couple of times. So just as you have with like puff pastry, if if you like me, watch every every one of the, the British Bake Off shows, um, and you've watched them doing 
the folding and the re-rolling and the folding and the re-rolling so that you get all these different layers of flakiness. So when you then uh, put the scallion pancakes in a skillet, the heat helps to cause them to rise. Now, they're not going to rise like puff pastry, but there are layers of flakiness, and you get those little bits of fresh scallion and those little bits of toasted scallion that have been on the surface, and they're just so simple and so good. And you dip it in almost a more savory, thicker soy sauce, or at least that's yeah. what I've gotten with them, and they are they are so good. I wish more places offered them. They're amazing. Uh, See, i got to talk to you like before lunch and then i'll say okay here's where i'm going that i haven't been in a while there you <laughs> or go there's where i'm going that i haven't been in a while um let's talk- now i want the noodles now i want the dario tacos now i want the scallion pancakes and thanks and now it's about the four so uh, i'm not going to go anywhere <laughs> it's coming down here now um so let's uh let's talk about the new guy and also like what he's got to do. So I, I did message him, okay. reached out to this guy. He's already on yeah. my, he's already on my shit list. Um, Luke Ramseth. Uh, I mean, welcome yeah. to the area, but I, I asked him, I was like, I didn't, like, he doesn't know me. He did follow me, but he doesn't know my mm-hmm. sarcasm or anything like that. So I just invited, I said, Hey, look, let's, let's get you on the podcast at some point. Um, I loved what John did because he found out about stuff and it's great for our audience because people want to know what's coming, where they can spend their money. Um, mm-hmm. and then I said, also, do you like candy corn? Just answer, please. <laughs> and it's the season. You got to talk candy corn. It's always the season. Uh, he said, no, not a candy corn guy. So then I sent the screenshot to Sarah and said, double this guy's dues. <laughs> oh so, my God. Yeah. He'll, he'll learn. He will. Learn. He will. Um, but he's, I mean, nobody's really, has anybody been doing John stuff since he retired? Cause I, I love it. I miss his stuff. I know John is just the, the nicest, <clears throat> sweetest guy. And he's just such a good business writer because, you know, he's, he's so thorough and so responsible and has such integrity, but he doesn't just sort of churn out numbers. He will find out what the story is behind those numbers or who the people are behind those numbers. And so I'm, I'm not interested in anything business, financial, none of that kind of stuff, but I read his stories or I read his stories before he retired and abandoned me. <laughs> yeah, um, yes, he did. Is because he humanized the stories. They weren't business stories. They were human stories that fell within the realm of business. And that was the, that was his secret. With that said, do you, with an ear to the ground, know of anything that's coming that we, that we could get excited about, whether it's store, retail, food, um, Solheim is coming. Yeah, Solheim I've heard. Is, is consuming everything. I've heard. And you know what? Fine. That's a perfectly good segue because I want somebody else to explain. Because um, I'm tired of seeing really cranky people go, we fixed one damn street for something that's going to be here for a week. We shut all this stuff. Can you explain like how Toledo will benefit? Maybe not in the short run, but maybe over mm-hmm. a decade or more by what just happened with Jeep Fest and why we've rolled out such a platinum-colored carpet for the Solheim? Let me tell you. My grandfather used to golf, and he lived to be 98 because he never rode a cart. He always used to walk, and I'm convinced that that was, that was why he, he lived that long. 
I have been golfing once. Um, I embarrassed myself, not even barely even able to hit the ball. Haven't done it since. I don't particularly follow golf, but even I am excited about the Solheim Cup because this is a chance for Toledo to shine. We've been investing in downtown. We've been investing um, in our food truck scene, in our restaurant scene, um, businesses. Like you drive up and down Secor, and yeah, the traffic makes me crazy, and I'll be honest, I do my best avoid it um but look at how things are booming there toledo has grown and and flourished so much in the seven and a half years that i've been here and this is our chance to show off and to welcome people to show them that midwest knife and you know i spent more than 30 years in ann arbor so you know i mean that was the same midwest that we are but but here people are so much nicer um it's it's a whole different thing when we first moved here craig and i kept remarking on just how how friendly, how helpful everybody was. And this is our chance to welcome not just our own team, but the European team and, and all the entourages and the media and everything that come along with them for what is a huge, huge golf tournament, hugely important. And then once we've done, you know, welcoming them and, and whining them and dining them and, and showing off some of our our treasures, you know, the, the waterways and the museum and all these wonderful things, they're going to leave town, not only having spent money, which is a huge investment and show of support that we need, but they're going to go back around this country. They're going to go back to Europe. They're going to go to other golf tournaments. And they're going to say, you know what? We were in Toledo, Toledo, Ohio, that's so outshone all the time by, by Ann Arbor and Cleveland and Chicago and, and, and all of this. And we had the best time. The people were so nice and the parks were beautiful and the museum was beautiful and the food was so good. And they're, they're going to build up that reputation and drum up Toledo and, 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 and bring more business here and bring more visitors here and bring more people to fall in love with us. That's yep. what this is about. Yeah, it'll be. Golf is peripheral, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't have said it better. I'll, I'll, the analogy or the comparison that I've been throwing out is when people like abroad or regionally across the country they tell their friends if these people have been to the Solheim or saw something about it and, they, and they're visiting Chicago and they're driving. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, take a couple, take take it, take half a day and visit Toledo when they might not have before, or yeah. people that are visiting Detroit. Um, from somewhere that was connected to the Solheim. Hey, take a day and go down to Toledo. You're really going to like it. So all these other cities that people were commonly visiting, we will be lifted up a little bit higher rather than, yeah. oh, Toledo. Now it's like, oh, Toledo. Yeah, for all the reasons you, yeah. you mentioned, stop stop and visit. That's it. Oh, Toledo. Yes. That's it exactly. So, or yes. Toledo, like instead of Toledo, comma, O-H for Toledo, Ohio, it's like Toledo, oh, with an exclamation point. Yep. So you're goddamn right we fixed that street for a bunch of foreigners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's invested. You know, there's a difference between an expenditure and an investment. What we're doing right now is we're investing. Yeah. And we're hoping for a good return. Yeah. And I saw that uh, Jeep Fest, so we had about maybe like 50,000 people or so. There was a $5 million. That was amazing. Yeah. $5 million economic boost. And that, I mean, this this August is just incredible. There, and that's why it's the kind of thing where it reminded me of um, when I was in school and your teacher would say, no, we're having a guest. So be on your best behavior or yeah. 
you know, when my mom would tell me to, you know, look nice for dinner, behave, be on your best behavior. That's what I felt like uh, the mayor off of his scooter should have told everybody going into August because Jeep Fest, people from all over. Pride, people from all over. The Gap, people from all over. And then the Solheim, people from across the planet. So, like, let's not do any, any stupid Toledo stuff from 2004 that we used to get mocked for because we are we ha- we are playing host to tens of thousands of people who who can carry mm-hmm. good w- goodwill, good messages, and then eventually bring back money into this economy. And like people like Gwen Stefani are, you know, how how influential? She has a good time here. She puts on a great show. People love it. How how you know? I mean, that's just priceless. It's yep. priceless. It really is. Um, what else did I want to... Oh, honest, can I run a serious thing by you? Sure. Um, and on our, our calls, our Jewish Federation calls, I don't think it was really brought up, but I, I read the emails weekly, and the um, stuff in Israel has quieted lately, where it really was at a fever pitch, and people were taking sides, much like everybody takes sides on almost everything in in this country i wanted to mm-hmm. get your perspective on what was going on over there because i got the sense i like i think i figured it out but i feel like a lot of people who were saying we support israel had no idea what they were saying well you know there's a there's a generalized supporting of israel of its right to exist of its right to exist as a jewish state it's a right to exist where it is. Um, but then there's also, you know, do you support Israel, you know, blindly? Do you support everything Israel does? Do you support um, Israel's political um, and religious, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm, I lost my train of thought. Um, do, do, you, do you support them without question? And I, I think those are two separate issues. So you can still support Israel, but not necessarily support everything Israel does. If I get if I get this right, um, and you're a great perspective on this because you're close to the Jewish community, but not Jewish, so you can be pretty non-biased and objective. Um, I get the sure. sense that like you're all about peace in Israel, and they can have the Jewish state because this is what happened 60 or whatever years ago. But you don't mm-hmm. have you don't have the right to treat people who uh, are Palestinian or not Jewish or is Israeli uh, in some of the ways that maybe they've been treated. That would that would be a very very fair and succinct way of, of expressing yes. Um, I mean, just as, just as I question some things that, that our governor or our president or, or whomever does, I don't, you know, I support the United States. I don't necessarily support everything we do. My, my position is, is the same with, with any country and, and even with Israel. I, I, I can't condone some of the things that go on. And I'm not saying that they aren't without their absolute right to defend themselves. And there are a lot of things that go on that don't make um, headlines. You know, there are there are there are tunnels and rockets and things that are just sort of taken as a as an everyday course yeah. of life. And it's only then when there's a retaliation 
oh, Israel, you know, retaliated or Israel sent, you know, did this. Like, yeah, but there was, there were precursors. So, you know, I, my personal feeling is that there's, there's a, a lot of sorrow and a lot of anger and a lot of resentment and, and a lot of blame to go around over there. There's, yeah. there's no one entity that is entirely um, blameless and no one entity that is entirely right. Um, and it, and it pains me to see what goes on over there because I, I know and love people who represent not just both sides, but so many different sides there. There are so many different facets to that problem. It's not just going to be, oh, let's move the capital or, oh, let's, let's, you know, give a two, two states or whatever. There are so many, many, many layers and millennia. And there are so many people who have been hurt along the way. Um, and it, and it pains me as someone who, who really wants to understand other cultures, other faiths, um, and who celebrates them, particularly through their food. You know, some of my very favorite stories are, are ones that, that represent the intersection of, of faith and food and culture and history. Um, and, and I really want to understand that. And so to, to then know people, uh, through their foods, through their stories, through their welcoming me into their homes, whatever, and, and to hear their side and to feel their pain and to then hear somebody else's opposite side and, and, and to, to hear the, the pain in their, in their hearts, it's, it's so difficult to reconcile. So it's, it's difficult to just say, well, no, I'm completely in support of this whatever they do. No, I, I can't do that. No one should ever blindly do that, even when it comes to the closest no. people in, in your in your life. And it's totally fine for, for a great person to do a bad thing when nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. It, That's right. Is there any, from what, and I didn't dive into this as much as I possibly could have, and I forget when, when it was at its peak, but there was other stuff going on and I was it was just off my radar. Um, mm-hmm. But it seemed like that there was actually some truth to the memes or internet graphics that compared what the Israeli government and Jewish, whatever you would call it, military, whoever, were yeah. doing to Palestinians from back in the Holocaust or close to it when um, Hitler pilloried the Jews just because of their religion. Is there is there some uh, similarities there? I don't know that I'm necessarily... Oh, there's a thunderstorm warning issued for my location. Sorry, I was distracted. Yes, um, there is. I don't know that I'm the best person to to speak to that. I'm not as as well versed in in the history uh, as I might like to be to be able to speak intelligently about that. Um, some of the things that that I read about though uh, bother me, and they they bother me from. Um, from the perspective of Jewish values. Human, human decency. Um, yeah. Like if we just strip it down at its most elemental level, if there are people in power in Israel who are Jewish and they're persecuting people of another religion and faith just because they are simply that, then no, I mean, that's not much different from what it's happened right. to, to the Holocaust, what happens here in too many places. It's, it's, it's pretty ugly. And I guess part of me didn't want to see that, I mean, I I have no stake mm-hmm. in, in Israel, as many yeah. might, but um, 
I'm proud of my religion, which was birthed from that country. Um, I take a lot of pride in it. Um, so that's why it was a little disappointing to read something like that and to know <laughs> that people of that religion endured one of the most horrific things in human history. And even on a, if we're talking on a scale, if you're doing that on a one scale of one to 10 to somebody else, right? that's, that's painful to me. It's really painful to me. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for your time as always. Certainly, always happy to help. Um, anything? Speaking of memes, though, if you have if you have thirty seconds, you've yeah. undoubtedly seen the memes of Wade on the bike. I have to give a huge shout out. People are running with that, and I want to make sure that that the amazing Amy Voigt gets credit for that because that I don't even care if people do the memes. I mean, the ET meme is cute and all that, but Wade on the bike, his joy. Just a little boy riding a bike, trying out a new toy. Just the joy that is radiating from him. And it's just the most amazing picture. Um, did I, I told you that Amy blocked me, right? No. So that was the drama. We're at the end of the podcast yesterday. Oh, yes, the, that's right. The cryptic email. Yeah, those those pictures are starting to take off. And you know that Wade, Wade staff did most of the memes, right? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. The Jurassic Park one, the E.T. one, uh, they all came from his page. Now, some other people have done a great job with it, and it's been awesome. I don't, I think it was somebody who might even work with you said, this is the most fun that we're getting like on Reddit and in a good way since the red ball from the museum got away, which might have been before you got here. No, I remember the red ball. Yeah. yeah. That so, and the algae. Those were yeah. both memeable. Uh, well, the, the, the algae was like the algae was bad, <laughs> and yes. the ball was dangerous. But like, good stories, and I I've loved this. I loved how he he played it. It's a great little thing to have. So I'm I'm trying to look at these pictures, and and somebody was, it was Scott. It was Scott Sands over at iHeart. He okay made sure that Amy got credit. Um, good. and then I went to dig into Amy's page, and and it says I'm blocked. And I'm like, who blocks me? Like, I totally get if you want to mute me because you can't figure out if I'm complaining about Philadelphia sports or comic books or I get it. Like, my stuff is all over. So I totally get a mute, but a block? I'm like, is she a diehard Trump person or like an anti? Oh, God, no. Never. Never. So. She would block you for accusing her of that. (laughs) Yeah. So, so I went to the Scalka family, and um, mm-hmm. it, it Liz doing some investigative journalism. Uh, Doug, that so it good. was it was an accidental block, and Amy apologized. Okay, that's good because that, that I would have been surprised if it had been anything more. Right? Who blocks me? Nobody blocks you. Wild stuff. Now they may they may mute you for over candy corn, like uh, Luke is probably going to do, but they're not they're not going to block you. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting, we're starting to get in. I, people have already sent me pictures of candy corn being at places and <laughs> it has, it's, I've already seen it. It's too early. I can't deal with it. You, I'm okay with like craft stores because the people who are doing quilting or making, uh, ornaments for Christmas or whatever, they need time to work on their things. I'm okay with seeing Christmas at a craft store. I am not okay with seeing candy corn in July, not doing it. Okay. Um, when we get closer to it, I haven't figured out if I'm going to do, I've been kind of having these gatherings once a year, maybe twice a year. Um, and the candy corn martini has been requested by some friends of mine. So maybe I'll have a gathering. I don't know if I can fit you into my small place. 
Um, but we'll, we'll have to figure something out where maybe you can do a drive-by so you can try the candy corn martini. I would love to. And, I would love to. That sounds like so much fun. And if not, I'll at least, I mean, pick the Cause, recipes cause out. I'm, I'm basically an introvert, which people, nobody, nobody believes. Um, I'm like you, the, you know, some, uh, somebody once called me a gregarious introvert. And I would say that that is the most astute description of it. So I'm not even remotely offended if you tell me you can't fit me in your condo. But I do want you to try this thing. Um, but I do. But I'm I'm so good with the with the not and not that I wouldn't accept if you did invite me in the condo. I'm not saying that. But I'm okay. I'm not at all offended if there's a, a drive-through event where I pick up a candy corn martini. Yep. I should probably be. I could be a little bit more bold this year because I basically combine. I take the items from recipes, the ingredients from the recipes that I like, that I think I like, and I do those. And I keep it pretty simple. And I've always avoided anything with cream because that seems like I could get somebody sick. But mm-hmm. if you could pull something like that off, I mean, if you want to, if my candy corn martini inspires you, or if you get a wild hair, I'd love to see what you can whip up with the candy corn res- martini recipes that have cream involved. Oh, I'm, I love the, the, the cream. I love, okay. I, you know, the, the sweeter, creamier, richer, the drink, the happier I am. Um, I will take that challenge. Okay. Cause they're and especially now that they've got the candy corn out now. Now they have a reason to have the candy corn out because I have to have time to work on my project. You can so practice. there we go. Yes. You have just justified it for them. Yeah, those those three layer ones are outside of my at home bartending skills, and I think it's usually like pineapple juice and the infused vodka, and then some type of cream on top, and they look so delicious and so decadent. But I don't need mm-hmm. to be putting cream in any of my drinks that I'm serving to other people who could get sick. That does make it rich. Like you really, you you need to be careful what you're drinking, how many you're drinking, what you're drinking it with, all of that. Yep. All right. I got to wrap up. Um, stay dry, okay. eat well, and I will, uh, I will see you. And we're going to plan another cheap eat date. Let me know when you, when, when we can hook up and we'll do that. That sounds great. Maybe for Daria Tacos. That's what we should do. I lo- yes. I'm all in for that. And are we going to, are we going to have to get that in before it gets like really cold? Well, you know, the food trucks ran... A lot of them ran last winter because they really needed to make up for yep. um, the losses. And I, it was actually a good thing. I mean, they're they're warm and toasty with all the ovens and everything else going on. True. And people are willing to, you know, drive up, go stand in the cold, get their food, go back to their cars and either eat or bring it back to work or bring it home. So I'm hoping that, that they will they will do the same thing and they will a lot of them will run to the winter again. I think that was good for everybody. All right, Berea Tacos. Uh, I'm looking forward yeah. to my cheap in, cheap eats invite. I will let you know. I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you so much. It is always a joy talking to you. You too. Tell Craig I said hi. <laughs> I will indeed. All right. Bye. Bye bye.